fuck out of here, boy. Get that weak shit out of here. What's up, world? It's another episode. 60 Minutes of Hell. Back at it. Craig in the building. What's going on, Craig? Pretty much. Just getting over my uh, my championship hangover. So. <laughs> I know. We're a few days behind, a few days delayed because you were definitely enjoying that championship, man. And what a championship it was. Another win for the Warriors. We're definitely going to talk NBA Finals. We'll be talking Finals Parade, NBA Draft, Caleb Swanigan. And a couple other fun ones that Craig's got in store that I have no idea what he wants to bring up. So it's going to be a good time today. But I guess we just got to start with the obvious NBA Finals. You're the Warriors fan. Let's hear it. Tell me about it. Uh, I mean, the first episode of this podcast, I said the Celtics were going to win in seven games. So I'm, I'm glad I'm, I was wrong. Uh, it was basically, I mean... If if the Warriors were to play their game the way that they should have, they they had the they had the firepower to do it. Um, Wiggins played great the whole series. Um, Draymond finally figured out that he was playing basketball for the last two games and had a great game five and game six. Because you listened to our pod. Yeah, <laughs> he fucking <laughs> fed off of me defending him and knew that he had to do something. But, um, yeah, his defense was amazing. Almost had a triple-double in game six. And, you know, Steph was – Steph, just unbelievable. He had one one bad game, I guess, if you want to say it. Like, the, I mean, he went over nine from three, but he was still doing good things during that game. And he was great defensively this whole series. So, um, yeah, I think this one, this one is – I don't want to say better than the first one, but I, I like this one better than the two Durant ones. Oh, yeah. This is like, this is like the squad. Yeah. You know? and I mean, of- the, big, the big add-on was Wiggins, who everybody thought was a fucking bust. Yeah. And, and I'm super happy for Wiggins because he's definitely found a home in the NBA, and he's found – I think he's found himself as a player. But one thing I want to touch about on Clay, or I mean on Steph is – you mentioned how he had a bad game, but even when he has bad shooting nights, I don't really feel like he ever has a bad game because he draws so much attention that it opens up yeah. so much for his teammates. So it's like it's kind of how like the kids I coach I tell him if you play really good defense, you can never have a bad game if you do that every night. But with Steph, it's he draws attention every single night. So even when he does go two for nine, two for 15, he's getting so many other opportunities for his teammates, even if he doesn't have the ball. And I don't think a lot of people really – understand that about him but I agree with you on the Durant thing man like this one's got to feel sweeter for Warriors fans because everybody said they needed Durant for those two and I think they proved that they really didn't need Durant to win those titles I really don't think that they did no I mean Durant I mean it made it easier like it made it way easier because I mean those Durant teams were better than the 73 win team and that's that's saying something but like that Durant those Durant teams were just ridiculous like how good they were offensively yeah i mean um, as long as they have steph and clay i mean they're they're gonna be just fine even even with age i think steph and clay are gonna be so effective just from their shooting abilities that if they can just get a guy like wiggins and if wiseman can just develop i mean the warriors are the team to beat for the next like four or five years in my opinion well they've done so they they missed on a bunch of picks like when they were in that championship phase like they had like jacob evans yeah like some dudes like that, but like getting pool 28th when everybody thought that that was a reach yeah. looks huge now. Getting like having Kaminga and Moody and like Gary Payton the second coming from the G League, like all those guys are going to be good guys to kind of move them into the future. And I mean, if they if they can hit on this next draft pick and just kind of keep developing guys like Kaminga, I think Kaminga is going to be a beast like I think he's just so freaking athletic that once he actually like becomes an adult that it's going to be like he's going to be just a monster like he's going to be Wiggins times you know 20 probably like he's just going to be so good and Moody is already one of their better defenders so it's just it's 
the way that Clay can kind of age and like his defense kind of fell off a little bit. And I want to see him with a full, a full off season of work to see if he can kind of get that, that lateral quickness back a little bit. And then Steph, I mean, he's just, he's that guy. And Draymond, I mean, is going to, his game, his game might actually age pretty well too, because it's not like he's super athletic. Like he's never relied on athleticism very much. So. Yeah, I mean, you can just go listen to our last pod and see how I feel about that one. But um, I, I think, uh, yeah, we won't get into that. Just go listen to the last pod. But yeah, I'm right. You're wrong on that. Uh, do you have anything else you want to talk about on finals? <laughs> I don't. I don't remember Dennis Rodman almost getting a triple double in a finals closing game. But... <laughs> he almost had triple figures and rebounds in a game, though. So. Mm. <laughs> uh, um, I just. I'm just happy. I'm just happy for Clay. I mean, that's the guy that I was the happiest for after this whole thing. Like the dude has been legitimately out for three years and like worked his ass off. And then, you know, to get an ACL tear, come back, almost be back and then tear your Achilles. Like, I can't even imagine what the guy was feeling. Twice, twice. Yeah. And like, you see, like you see all the pictures of him or the videos of him on the bench, like, when he was in street clothes, like with the towel over his head, like the dude just wanted to play so bad. And I mean, you want to talk about people enjoying it. Holy shit. That guy, he <laughs> fucking, he was enjoying every fucking second of oh, yeah. everything. Yeah, he was that, uh, that parade, which we'll get to in a second. Cause I do want to bring up a couple things about the finals. Cause obviously I got a, I got to take the loss on the chin because I'm a Celtics fan, but mm. I, I feel like Boston kind of gave that series away. I feel like they, what was it, game four, game five, where they just had the lead the whole time and just gave it away. And I think the inexperience really showed Boston. I think they're just like a veteran point guard away from being that team to beat. Like they're just missing that veteran guy because Marcus Smart's a great defender, but he's not a playmaker. They are relying on Tatum to kind of be that, playmaker in a lot of ways and I think that if they had I don't not Rondo now but a guy like a Rondo you know when he was in his prime just like that veteran guard that can get dudes involved that's what they're really missing right now so they're 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 not far away they just need one more piece and hopefully this experience is a step in the right direction for him which I think it was but also to touch on Peyton really quick I don't think they can keep Peyton the second because I don't know if you saw he's demanding 15 20 million for next season, I don't know if they're gonna be able to keep that. I mean, I, you know, I can demand fifteen or twenty million too. I mean, <laughs> yeah, you I don't can. Think there's gonna be. I don't think there's gonna be any team in the open market that's gonna give him fifteen or twenty million dollars a year. <laughs> yeah, I forgot who it was. I think it was Charles Barkley. Said you're not your daddy or something. So. Yeah, like I mean, he's good. Yeah, but he was on a fucking two way contract earlier this year. Like he was in the G League earlier this year. Yeah. So you know, I mean, I want to keep him. And, you know, they have his – I think they have his early bird rights. But, yeah. Um, to touch on the Celtics, too, I've never seen a team that's so good not be able to dribble. I know, right? Yeah, they like, really can. crazy how, like, they're, they you could play, like – like it's like you're playing defense in high school where you're, like, force them left. They can't do anything. Yeah. Like, it was so weird watching that – like, watching them just, like, <clears throat> not be able to go both ways with the ball. Yeah. And they're, and they're like the whole team. It's not just one guy. It's like everybody on the fucking team. <laughs> yeah, they used one side of the floor like 80% Holy of the time. Just they, they went right like every time. And it was kind of weird to see like Al Horford in a way looked like their best ball handler. Like he yeah. was the one guy that I felt most confident when he was dribbling the ball up the court because Tatum would kind of – he wouldn't test the gaps. He would commit to the gaps, and it caused a lot of turnovers and put him off balance, put him in bad positions. And same with, like, Marcus Smart. Like, they were really bad at testing the gaps, and instead they just fully committed every single time, and it got him in a lot of trouble. Well, and, I mean, so, like, Tatum Tatum set the record for turnovers in a postseason. Yeah, did you see that picture? Is the Chamberlain – thing where he's yeah. holding up a hundred <laughs> yeah. like i mean you kind of can't fault him because he's not that player like he they shouldn't have been running the offense through him but he's just their best player 
Yeah, and that's what I mean. Like, they didn't have a point guard that could yeah, do it. like, Marcus Smart is out of fucking control 99% of the time when he has the ball. Yeah, and he's even flopping with the ball. It just makes no sense. Dude, that fucking guy, man. <laughs> I'm so glad I don't have to watch him play basketball anymore. Holy shit. Like, I know everybody in the NBA does it, but my God, man. Yeah, I mean, as a Celtic fan, when you're built like that, you're not flying 20 feet across the court against, like, Steph Curry. It's like he gets hit and he fucking flies from, like, the three-point line into, like, the basket stanchion. You're like, what? (laughs) And he doesn't even get hit. He just fucking, like, slides back. You're like, dude. Yeah. Like, I wish wish that he wasn't like that because I feel like he's – so good that it just it's like the Harden thing yeah everybody talks about Harden and the only like the one thing they talk about with Harden is how he's a flopper how he tries to get calls all the time yeah and it overshadows everything else he does but like Tatum I think if Tatum if they get a better system going like I think they should have ran more stuff through Horford oh yeah kind of how the Warriors run stuff through Draymond. Like, he doesn't have to be the one to bring the ball up. But once you get into the half court, like, get him the ball and let, like, run some pick and, like, some off-ball pick and rolls. Like, some something that where you can get multiple dudes chances and easy chances, not, like, dribble, 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 15-foot pull-up with Wiggins in your face. Yeah, because, I mean, look, with Draymond running the offense, so many people say Draymond's top ten. Imagine Al Horford running the offense. They'd have him as a top five center of all time if he did that for the Celtics, you know. I mean, like, he, like he would be – Obviously a joke. He would He would be – he would have been such a better choice, though. Oh, yeah. Like, get him – like, get the ball up and just give him the ball in the high post and run action off of that. Yeah. And that, that way you don't have to you don't have to dribble. Like Clay Thompson doesn't really have to dribble very much. He, when he, he scored like it. sixty points taking two dribbles. Yeah, game. because okay. it was just like get get the ball and get him in space where he can come off of screens and read and react. And like it's just I feel like Udoka will be do a better job. I mean, this is his, only his first year, so I mean but yeah. and the other thing, the last thing that I want to say about this is with the Warriors, if you look at who they have on their bench, like Steve Kerr always has great assistants on his bench. Like, I mean, he has Mike Brown as the defensive coordinator. He's got Mike Atkinson as like the associate head coach. He's got Leandro Barbosa and like a couple of dudes that used to play. Like Zaza Pachulia is in um, the front office. Like it's like smart dudes that know – basketball and like we're ex-head coaches and bring a lot of experience like I think that that is so important when you're making a staff and like it, it really shows like I mean the first one that he had was uh, Luke Walton and that's when Luke Walton c- came up with the lineup of death like when it was Draymond, Iguodala, Clay, Steph and Harrison Barnes like the original one. Yeah. And so, like, it's just, you just need good dudes like that on your staff, and you need yeah. to be able to keep them. Like, Mike Atkinson was going to be the Charlotte Hornets head coach and was like, nope, I'm going back to the Warriors. Yeah. Like, that's crazy. Yeah, that never happens. No. And it's, it's nice to be able to just call down Zaza for a game if you need to for a closeout and their star player if they ever need that, so – Definitely. Dude, I thought, dude, did you see the pictures of Barbosa? Speaking of dudes after the championship, Barbosa was laid out. Like, he was, like, <laughs> on the floor, passed out drunk. <laughs> yep. Yeah, there's a – that – I think we should jump into that parade then because that was definitely – I don't know who was more drunk. You were the players, probably you. But, I mean, Clay was a mess. That <laughs> whole, and Draymond went on his drunken speech. and Oh, my I, God. I, I know that you probably watched all of it, so I'm just going to kind of give the keys to you on this parade. But everything I saw about the parade, everybody was lit. Yeah, I mean, they were fucked up. Like, <laughs> Clay. So the first thing I see is Clay, Clay Thompson's Instagram, and he's fucking hauling ass on his boat across the bay <laughs> because he always drives his boat in. Dude, his NBA Finals hat flies off his head and, like, lands in the bay, and he's, like – searching for it for like half an hour he's like driving around on his boat trying to find like 
the hat that he got on the floor. Dude, it fucking flew off his head. So he loses his hat before he even gets to the thing. So he's wearing his captain's hat. And then, like, the very next thing I see is him with a big-ass bottle of Henny. And then he says, anything is possible, and takes a fat-ass chug out of it. And it was just, like, and then Draymond asking the dude, he said, is this live TV? And the guy's like, yeah. And he said, fuck him. And then, like, walked away. And everybody's like, whoa. <laughs> like, it's just, it was so ridiculous. Like, and Steph ended up passed out on, like, a fucking ice cream store, like, floor. Like, it was just a fucking mess. And, like, Clay taking that fucking chick out when he tripped on the <laughs> yeah <laughs> he tripped on the trolley cart, like, line. And just fucking... Like, it would have been a 15-yard penalty if it happened in the NFL. Oh, yeah. I mean, he was coming in hot, too. Yeah, he was coming in hot. I mean. He was, like, half jogging, like, tripped. And it's, like, that trip where, like, you start running so you don't fall down anymore. And, dude, this this chick was just not even looking. And he just fucking tore her up. She was a little bit older, too. And I thought for sure Clay was – I was, like, kind of nervous, actually. Oh, fuck. Here we go. Another ACL. Dude, can you imagine? (laughs) Oh, my God. But that's the first thing that came to mind. Like, if he fucking tears something right now, holy shit. Dude, I bet you that was the first thing. Every Warriors fan was looking at that like, oh, my God, get this motherfucker back on the fucking bus. Well, then, so then the next thing I see is Clay down on the ground with the fucking championship, and he's doing Michael Jackson dances, like, just out of nowhere, like, just dancing with the trophy. And then he had all of his rings, his three rings on his fingers. And he fucking dropped one, like, in the middle of the parade. So he's, like, on his hands and knees, like, looking for his championship ring. <laughs> yeah, they, they, they were a shit show, man. They were, they were absolutely a shit show. And I, I just want to know what Steve Kerr did, because I really didn't see much of Steve Kerr. So I don't know how – I want to I want to know what the coaching staff did, because that seems like a coaching staff that would have a good time, too, between, like, Barbosa, Pachulia, and Kerr and all those guys. So and Kerr – so when they landed – um the next day after the championship that they were interviewing Kerr and Kerr's like you're gonna have to repeat the question because I'm kind of hung over right now like he looked like shit too like he looked like he looked like he had been fucking like just every dive bar that Boston has to offer that he was just running through it but yeah dude they were they were getting after it too like like I said Barbosa was like on the ground passed out yeah like it's just I think it was just such a like, it was so sweet for all those guys that they're just like, fuck this. Like, and it wasn't expected this year. Yeah. Like, the, like the years before, it was kind of like, oh, the Warriors are this juggernaut that can't be stopped and da-da-da-da-da. And this year, I mean, they weren't even favorites in the finals. Yeah. They were, they were the underdog in the finals. They, the Suns were the supposed team to beat, which is a fucking joke. Because the yeah. Suns are trash, and because Chris Paul can't do shit, and Devin Booker's a little bitch. But <laughs> tell us how you really feel, dude. I fucking hate Devin Booker. Like, I do too. Like, I hated him ever since the summer pickup games where he oh got upset God, that no. Joe Kim Noah was double teaming him. I'm like, dude, like, you're gonna see double teams in the NBA. Why would you be upset about seeing it in a pickup game? So fucking soft. Yeah, he is soft. And I don't think the Suns are the team to be. I think the Grizzlies were with a healthy job Morant. I really do. Like, I think a healthy job Morant, they could have given the Warriors a run for their money. I'm not going to say they would have beat the Warriors, but I think it would have been a lot closer than what it ended up being. Yeah. I mean, the Grizzlies are going to be good for – I mean, if they – assuming they can keep all their guys because – And if Desmond they, Bain was healthy too, that's another thing. That guy's a bowling ball, man. Yeah. They – they, I don't think they've ever been in the luxury tax. So it's, they're going to have to if they want to keep all their guys. So, I mean, then that's the thing with the Warriors. Everybody's talking about payroll and blah, 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 blah. But, I mean, the owners are paying it, dude. They're paying a shitload of money to keep yeah. this core intact. And, yeah. they, you know, other owners aren't willing to pay the luxury tax, and that's fine. But, like, you know, if you want to keep your guys, that's kind of how it has to be. Like, if you draft all these guys and you want to keep them long term, yeah, you're gonna have to fucking pony up some dough. And I just don't think that a lot of owners are willing to do that. It's gonna be interesting to see when this group uh, pulls apart, too. You know, when they break up, because I mean, every 
every big three eventually breaks up. So it's gonna be really interesting to see when that happens. Like it's not a matter of if it is when, and I don't think it's going to happen anytime soon, but I mean, next two, three years, I, I mean, Draymond would be the guy to go obviously for me, but it's going to be interesting to see when that happens. I think it's going to be like late, late. And I don't think they're going to be playing. Like, I just don't want to see all, like, I think Steph never leaves because I don't think they let Steph leave. Yeah. Um, Clay, I, I don't really, he might, but I just don't want it to be like later in their careers where they just like jump from team to team, like not really looking for a championship, but just like, like PJ Tucker, like he's yeah. like on the bucks, on the heat, on the fucking, you know, Sixers, like on the nets. Like if you like all these different, I just don't want to see that for those guys. Like if they go somewhere else, I want yeah. it to be like one more team and then, or better example, like when Shaq got old, when he's on like the Cavs and the Suns and the Celtics, I'm like, dude, you literally have worn every colored jersey in the NBA. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. like, like I just don't, I don't want to see that for any of those guys because it, it, like that's, it's just weird. Like it just yeah. doesn't, doesn't feel right. I feel like it kind of takes away from their legacy too. Like a lot of people that yeah. really watch basketball know that it doesn't, but you know, average fans are stupid and it does for some of them, but. Uh, moving on from parade though, um, Caleb Swanigan, uh, not to get too dark here, but that's somebody that I always loved watching. And I know that he went through a lot growing up through like homelessness and battling, you know, his weight, he was 360 pounds at one point in high school and just sad stuff, man. I remember when all that stuff was coming out and Damian Lillard was, you know, somebody posted that picture of him on Twitter where he had gained a bunch of weight and Damian Lillard was, you know, obviously worried and was calling everybody out saying, why don't you help him and, you know, see what, see what's wrong. He's clearly going through something and sadly he died yesterday. And I mean, it's a sad day for the NBA, only 25 years old. It's just very crazy how, how quickly his career and apparently life fell apart, you know? Yeah. It's um, I remember him battling weight stuff when he was at Purdue and, uh, <clears throat> those teams were monsters like those yeah. teams those Purdue teams that he was on yeah like they were like they were the one team that was like you know they had him Carson Edwards Haas like the big ass so like their team was fucking huge yeah and they had those two guys in and uh yeah I mean he just I wish that he would have stayed healthier because I think that he had a good game for the NBA, like what it was going to become. Oh, like yeah. What it was becoming. Like he could shoot. And he was like that big body, like kind of like – he was like 6'9", 6'10". So he wasn't like, you know – but he was super athletic. I mean, when he was in shape, when he was – like I think it was a sophomore year when he was an All-American at Purdue, like he was a fucking monster, man. Like he was so good. Yeah. And – yeah, it's just sad. Like, it's sad to think about now. Because, like, when we were kids watching guys and they would pass away, like, you're like, oh, man, that sucks. But now, like, us being, like, early 30s, like, the dude was 25. Like, he's only 25 years old. Yeah. He hadn't, he hadn't lived, you know, a quarter of his life yet. So, it just – it sucks, man. It really sucks. Yeah, it, it's tough. And everything you heard about him, he's just a good dude. and. You know, the fact that guys like Dame kind of saw that he was going through something. I don't think there's enough help in the NBA for like the mental health and, you know, some of the other things that some of these players are going through. I, you know, a lot of a lot more people have been vocal about it lately, like Royce White and Kevin Love. And, you know, it's just unfortunate that we, there's not more to help out some of these guys because I didn't hear about anybody helping them. I don't know if you did, but I didn't hear about any of that. So just just sad day in NBA. Sad day. But yeah, on to NBA draft. NBA drafts. One thing I want to talk about is coming up tomorrow, and you know it's gonna be really interesting to see what teams like the Warriors and the Celtics do, and who trades up. And there's some interesting prospects. I mean, I don't I don't know if you have too much that you want to say about the draft. Are there any prospects that you're really intrigued? Any sleepers who you think is going number one? That kind of thing. Um, I mean the the kid from Duke, Benchero. I think that he's a guy that, I mean, he's still growing, which is 
fucking nuts. Like, it's just weird to see those kids, like, that. to think about it, that they are still kids and that they are still growing. He's, like, 6, 11 now or something like that. Yeah. Um, I think that he has the the best offensive game right now. I think that whoever takes Holmgren is not going to be very happy with that pick. I agree. I don't, I don't think that he is going to pan out at all. Like, I think – and that sucks that I don't – I mean, I don't want to, like – say that he's going to be a bust, but I just don't really see him putting on the weight or like having the explosiveness that he needs to make an impact. Like the way that they, like I saw somebody compare him to Durant and I was just like, <laughs> like, what? Huh? Yeah. Like, like does this person ever watch fucking basketball before? Like he's not Durant. Yeah. Not even close. You know, I mean, it's just, I don't know. I, he's just a weird, weird prospect to me. And uh, the kid from Auburn, um, Jabari Smith, I think he's by far the best prospect in the whole draft. Like, I think he's going to be um, a really good player. And I hope that it's, I just, I hate that. I hate the whole concept of the draft that the worst teams get the best players because a lot of times the worst teams don't develop those players very well. Yeah. So it like will fuck them up for like their whole career or like a Wiggins, like going to Minnesota or going to Cleveland and then getting going to Minnesota. Like it's just like two franchises that are just like, <laughs> eh, blah. Like yeah. shitty. Like, you I know. know, like I just, I wish that there was a better way to do it. And I don't know if like free agency, like straight out of the gate would be the way to do it or how you could even make that. But, like there just has to be a better way than just being like, hey, your team fucking sucked and your franchise is a mess. Like, here you go. Take this 19-year-old that has all the promise in the world and fuck him up too. There you go. <laughs> yeah, and I'm with you. I think Jabari's by far the best player. And it's yeah. it's a weak draft this year. I, I think it's really weak. I don't think there's Super a top lot heavy. of depth. Yeah, very top heavy. Not not a lot of depth. And you know, as far as Chet, um, I'm with you, man. I think he reminds me a lot of Alexi. On Don't the Thunder. Yeah, I knew you were going to fucking say that. Well, and it's going to be crazy if he does go to the Thunder, where it would be him and Alexi. Because, <laughs> I mean, between the two of them, they make like half of a human being. And, <laughs> but at least he'll get the playing time in OKC. And that's what's funny. Like, I think as you and Mia said, like, he's going to be a terrible NBA player, which he is. But um everybody's like well look at the numbers he's putting up I'm like well look at the minutes he's getting like anybody you could put you and me out there for 30 minutes and we'll get some sort of numbers like we will get rebounds we'll get a couple buckets like any if you get 40 minutes a night you will get numbers and I think a lot of people get caught up in the numbers it's like they still lost by 40 like you put him on a good team he's getting zero run zero run and might not even make the roster and I don't know. I, I, I kind of see the same for Chet. Like, he's got to gain a solid 20 pounds for me to even begin to believe that he can be that next guy. But I saw, like, comparisons of Giannis, and I'm like, what the fuck are you watching? He is nothing like Giannis. Absolutely nothing, other than the fact that they came into the league long and skinny. But Giannis is such a rare specimen, and I feel like we're going through the same, like, when we drafted Dirk, where we tried to find the next Dirk, and there's, like, Nikolas Skidishvili, Jan Vesely, and all these random like euros like making out their girlfriends on draft night on camera and it's like you're not going to get that next Giannis and I I feel like we're falling in that trap again yeah I mean like for you to say Chet needs to put on 20 pounds like that's that's on the super light side that's (laughs) like that kid is fucking skin and bones man yeah he looks like a seven foot paper Mario like if he turns sideways you can't see him well and if you watched him last year too like it's always weird with the Gonzaga guys because they play like I know that the West Coast Conference has gotten better, but they play majority of their games against inferior talent. Like the teams they're playing are just not as good as they are. Yeah. And then they get into the tournament and they're always a letdown because then they start playing against teams that have like actual talent. Yep. This year, I mean, San Francisco was good. St. Mary's is always pretty good. But like looking at Chet in the in the tournament, like he just didn't didn't jump off the page. And like that should be like if you're gonna be a number one or number two pick, like you need to have 
some of that like oh shit like this guy is taking over the game and I just don't think he has that no and to be fair a lot of their offense did run through uh Drew Timmy and, and everything but at the same time like he's a second round pick at best if your offense is running through a guy like that because Chet like really did a lot of standing and a lot of I, I don't know. It's either a coaching thing where they didn't utilize him enough in the offense, or it is one of those things where they had to camouflage how not NBA ready he really was. And I think it might be a little bit of both. I think they kind of camouflage. Like it kind of reminded me of Austin Day when he is at Gonzaga, how they kind of yeah. camouflage Austin Day, kind of having him stand a lot in the perimeter. And they just looked at his builder. Oh, man, 6'10, 7 foot, and he can shoot. That's our guy. And he can dribble. And I feel like Chet's kind of like that Austin Day type. That's who he reminds me of. So I think, yeah, he's going to go top five, no question. But I do think teams are going to regret that pick. And I think draft night, I wouldn't be shocked if he slipped to, like, number five. I wouldn't be shocked about that. I know people think he's at two or three, but I wouldn't be shocked if he slipped to five. Yeah, I mean, I would I would want to know what his medicals are like. But <laughs> Not I think enough that, milk. Yeah, yeah, I think that he's he's definitely a guy that – if he goes one or two, I think the expectations are going to be way too high and he'll never, never meet them. Like, it's just not, not possible. Yeah. But to me, the, the only, like, true star that I see, because I'm not even a big fan of Bancaro. I think, like, he's a good player, but I don't think he's, like, NBA star material. I think the only star material that you do have in this draft is Jabari Smith. And if I had to pick somebody else, I would say Jaden Ivey, Shaden Sharp, maybe. But, I mean, other than that, I see a lot of role players and a lot of, like, solid players. But I just don't see a star-heavy draft at all. I really don't. Yeah, there's, there's not a ton. Yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, enough NBA draft. We'll see what happens. It's going to be interesting. But I know there's some fun shit that you want to bring up that you said that would – surprise me a little bit so surprise me what, what's the big surprise what, what things you want to talk about so this isn't basketball wise this is just kind of from the the sports world so Justin Forsett he used to be a running back he played for the Ravens um he was talking about his nine-year-old's soccer conditioning test do you want do you want to hear what this fucking test is yeah okay so it's you have to run 800 meters in three minutes and 45 seconds. And then you rest for two minutes. Then you have to do another 800, same time. And then you rest for three minutes. Then you have to run a 400 in one minute and 40 seconds. And then you rest for a minute. And then you have to run another 400. And then you rest for a minute. And then another 400. And you rest for three minutes. Then you have to run a 100 meter dash in 15 seconds. What? Rest for a minute. 100, rest for a minute, 100, rest for a minute, 400 in a minute 40, and then you're done. Holy shit. Dude, how fucking crazy is Did that? Did you say that's for a nine-year-old soccer? Nine. 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 Not like, like for a nine-year-old. Nine-year-old, like somebody that is nine years old. Like, Jesus, man. <laughs> that sounds hard for me fucking crazy yeah, yeah i would die yeah yeah the dude, so the dude played running back in the nfl he said he failed it so is his son just like born on leap year or a physical specimen how, how did that work no dude like this so it's this coach i guess gives this conditioning test to all these kids that are on his team and it's just like people wonder why all these kids like they, everybody wants to be specialized. Everybody wonders why they burn out. Like it's just it's so fucking stupid, man. Like let the kids be kid. Like, and also it's not like you're developing at nine years old. Yeah. Like your conditioning, your conditioning doesn't mean shit when you're nine. Yeah. Like it's going to be different when you're 16, 17, 18 anyway. Like that's when you need to work on your conditioning. When you're young like that, you need to be working on like ball Skill. skills. Yeah, like, skills. Like, you need to be picking up the fundamentals. Then you can, you know, when you get older and your body's more developed, then you can pick. But, like, running, like, fucking a marathon for 
conditioning test for a nine-year-old <laughs> it's like what the fuck are we doing man yeah that's that's pretty intense at that age you, you you work on skills and character and like how to like be on a team you know not like yeah you're not running all these hundred meters in a certain amount of seconds and shit like that like a little bit of conditioning yeah but i mean something like that holy fuck man that's how a you like you said you get burnt out or b like you get hurt i think that's why you see so many injuries with like younger players these days like when kevin wears like legs snapped in half and paul george it's like i never saw so many legs snap in half in like a two-year span of my life it's because of shit like this yeah i mean you're just you're you're getting these kids and like nine-year-olds like i don't know if you've ever seen nine-year-olds play sports yeah it sucks I mean, it's not the best, like, like if you see a nine-year-old that's actually good, you're like, holy shit. Like, they look like they're fucking amazing. Yeah, and if they are, they're usually playing up because they're so advanced and they're not wasting their time playing with, you know, Johnny that's shitting his pants on a yeah. inbound <laughs> play, you know, like, yeah. or shooting on the wrong basket, you know, like, that, that's wild, man. Well, like, it's like, it's like coaches like this and then, like, the coaches that are, like, the trainers that are, like, have, like, four baskets that are like rotating like it's a fucking carnival and like having shit like what <laughs> like what like what what makes you think that that's a good idea like all these dudes like i just i don't know it's just it got me thinking about all the like ridiculous quote unquote trainers and aau coaches that like i know that we had you know we were kind of lucky that we had you know, the coaches that we had AAU wise, but like, even with us, I mean, there was some stuff that we're like, what the fuck are we doing right now? <laughs> There's definitely some AAU stories that come to mind. Um, <laughs> I mean, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't want to put too many people on blast here, but no. just the, some of the gyms we played at, some of the oh carpools, like some of our teammates running through the construction tape, like <laughs> <laughs> Dude, we had a teammate that was like 15 when we were like 12. Yeah, no, he's definitely 15. And uh, he was like a junior in high school or in eighth grade, and he's still coming <laughs> yeah, off the dude. bench. Yeah, it's just like he's like the Aaron Kraft of like the, the 12 and under league. Yeah. It's like, how long are you 12, bro? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's like driving to our games. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> He's like, anybody need a ride after practice? I got you. I think he's the reason they started checking AAU cards because they're like, we just saw this dude pull up yeah, dude. fucking Hummer, and now he's like yeah. playing in the 12 and under league. Andy, Andy, Andy hardly plays. Like, what the fuck is going yeah, on? Yeah, just slamming schlitz out in the parking lot because he's like <laughs> 25. <laughs> oh, my God. I forgot about that guy. I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to drop his name. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do that one. I mean, <laughs> I, I won't do it either. No. <laughs> Shout out to EJ, though. Yeah. <laughs> hey, he wasn't the only one, though. We had a couple. Julian was another. He's the one that ran through the construction tape when they taped up that door. And uh, the ball rolled out of the gym, and he's just running full blast, full yeah, speed dude. after this ball. And we're like, Julian, no, there's tape. And he just runs through it, gets clotheslined, does like six misty flips and just pancakes. See, and this is oh, when, like, when, like, AAU was, like, it wasn't like everybody played AAU. Yeah. Like, you actually had to be pretty kind of good to play AAU basketball. Oh, yeah. And, or, uh, or, or, uh, or six years older than everybody. <laughs> yeah or or you had to be a grown man but um yeah dude it was just like it's so funny like thinking about it and like thinking about the shitty gyms we played in oh yeah like, our fucking our practice gym that we played in was legitimately a warehouse <laughs> and like the remember the sewers didn't work so they had to like pour gallons of water down like the yeah, sewer pipes so like the smell yeah. of shit would go away and it was like right yeah, under we the played board. by a fucking cereal factory and it smelled like capping crunch all the time <laughs> <laughs> it's like what one of the courts wasn't even a full-size court because there was that stupid yeah. office area and bathroom it was it half, like a it was yeah, like, like three quarters of a court it was like a half court full court <laughs> It's just like so you had kids pulling up from like three quarter quarters, like sick. Yeah, dude. Is fucking... <laughs> oh my god. Oh man, AU at its finest. It, yeah, AU wasn't like it was 
it's it's not like a it's not right now it's not like what it was we we no. were, it's, it's like, like a multi-billion year. dollar industry now yeah or i'll never forget one of the turns we went to uh we stayed at la quinta because we always stayed at fucking la quinta but like yeah. it was in san jose and we we're all excited to go to the pool or whatever and there's just like this old guy and he looked like it was the end for him he looked so upset he's just shaking his head holding a cocktail my dad's like everything good and he's just like no man and my dad's like what's wrong he's like don't go in the pool he's like he's like one of those stupid au kids took a shit in the pool (laughs) (laughs) he's like he's like now i can't go in and my dad's like oh man bummer you know (laughs) it's so funny like i remember i legitimately remember this was an au but this was uh, one time in high school we took a we took a basketball trip to san diego and we legitimately pull up to this fucking hotel, this shitty little, it wasn't even a La Quinta, dude. It was like some, I don't even know what it was, dude, but it was like whatever lower than that is, it was way lower than that. And the, the first thing we see is this big ass fucking Escalade. Dude tried to sell us Coke straight off of our, out of our minivan. We go in our fucking rooms, there's blood on the walls in the fucking, in the bathroom leak. Like we fucking, I went to turn on the water to, and like wash my hands and that leaked fucking everywhere. There's just water all over the place. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck? What is happening right now? Yeah. Like, you know, all these people that think that all these trips are like these glamorous little fucking things. Like you're just sadly, there's like 12 kids packed into two vans. <laughs> like in one room too, 12 yeah, kids dude. in one room. Yeah, you got like three beds. Like you got like three kids per bed, and like one in like a sofa sleeper. <laughs> Just fucking like throwing your back out, trying to roll over. Well, it's like we recently went on a couple trips for the team that I coach, and I this is how I know that it's different now because I was trying to pull the same shit that we did back then when we were in AU, like the, you know pack in like six girls into one room and you know all all that and they were just like where where's our room we don't get our own room or six in a room like we don't get our own bed i'm like man you guys just did not go through the struggles i went to because this shit is normal for me (laughs) you guys got it good these days i wouldn't even dare to think about getting my own room what oh yeah no never especially because we went down to vegas it's like you're gonna yeah you're not getting your own room in vegas i'm sorry but it was kind of funny because it was just like typical AU shit where the person that, you know, is helping us book it, like didn't book our rooms and correctly. So we get down there, we drive oh, these seven girls, get this, we drive seven high school girls down in a murdered out SUV with like tinted windows, roll up to a hotel in Vegas, go to check in and we don't have reservations. It's like, you mean to tell me I just brought down seven high school girls to Vegas <laughs> with nowhere to stay? Like, <laughs> this is not, not, not a good start to the trip, yeah, so... Dude. <laughs> yeah yeah luckily you got to figure it out but holy shit i was getting a little nervous there so yeah AU's definitely a little bit different man but yeah that just that just that story reminded me of that like just like the crazy AU times and like being a youth athlete like how fucking how different it is now than it was before like you know oh yeah like fucking little league baseball and just like wanting like a juice box and like some chips ahoy like at the end and now it's like parents are getting into like fist fights with the fucking umpire because they called like strike three on the outside corner against little johnny yeah and then they wonder why we have shitty refs it's because nobody wants to ref anymore (laughs) dude i wouldn't want to fucking like the umps that are going to these little league games are probably making like 10 bucks yeah Or yeah. they're volunteering, or they're making no money. Yeah. Like, not- or it's community service, you know. It's just yeah. like you got you got like a their third DUI. And they're like, "Fuck, I need to do community service." I'm gonna <laughs> go umpire a kids game. Yeah, and if you all these parents that think that like in the little and like younger leagues, I mean even high school too. Like if you think that there are co- like refs that are like, I'm 100 going to fuck this person over. Like this, I hate this team. <laughs> yeah. Like come on man like sometimes like emotions will get into it a little bit but like it's not like a thing that like they're showing up to you know timmy and johnny's seven-year-old t-ball game and they're like fuck this team yeah i'm calling outs no matter what 
I mean, if you're calling him a fat cow and like a motherfucker, like six minutes into the game, yeah, you might not get those 50 50 calls. You might want to, like, (laughs) you're just fucking yelling, like, come on, blue, like the whole game. Like when Timmy's throwing 45 mile an hour fucking lob pitches across the plate, like, (laughs) maybe take a break, maybe, maybe relax. I think you're in the game where we, we had that ref walk out in AU because I, I, again, I won't name names, but somebody's dad was just heckling this dude just nonstop. And the dude just said, fuck it, you ref. And just like yeah. tossed the whistle to him and just walked out. And then there's only one other ref and that ref just sat in a chair at half court and ref the game. So he literally sat in a chair at yeah. half court. He was just blowing his whistle. And I was like, that's what you get for heckling dudes. Non fucking stop guys. Dude. It's just like, it's so crazy. It's so crazy. I mean, just the shit that some parents – I hear some parents say, I'm like, holy fuck, man, like, calm down. Yeah, we're like, meet me in the parking lot. I'm like, dude, you are yeah, dude. five foot two, and you're an accountant. Like, Jesus. Like, yeah. and your kid sucks. Like, stop. Like, your kid's not good. That's That's usually the biggest thing is – like the kid is never that really that good. Yeah. They just want him to be that good. And so they have to pick somebody to blame. It's not their shitty genes that made their kid fucking suck and be short and unathletic. It's the, it's the ref's fault or the coach's fault. It's always the refs or the coaches or yeah. we're their teammates. It's, it, it's yeah. never them ever. Nope. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's fucking unbelievable. Awesome. Yeah. It's a, it's a big problem, man. But uh, you, you got anything else you want to bring up? I know we got a little bit of time, so it's up to you. If you got something you want to bring up, we're going to wrap this shit up. I got one more thing, and it's about one of our favorite people. And I know we were just talking about mental health and all this stuff. <laughs> this should be good. I think I know who you – you already know who I'm going to talk about, I think. Isaiah Ryder, right? No. Uh, I, thought, sorry, I thought you were going to say as he pulled out another gun at his son's AU game. No. Isaiah Ryder. <laughs> no, no, not not the Skyriders. Nope, not him this time. Uh, Delonte West. Oh God, yep, he's yeah. definitely. <laughs> what, yeah. what was our thing? How about them donuts though, or something? Yeah, yeah, dude, he's on the Jim Rome show, and the uh, JJ Hickson, fucking NC State legend, was a was a rookie on the team, and he was supposed to bring Krispy Kreme donuts every day to practice. And he, he fucking forgot him. And he's like, man, I have to drive all the way to, like, Cincinnati or something like that. Delonte West said, I don't care if you got to fly. <laughs> Planes, trains, automobiles, you better have my donuts. <laughs> oh, yeah, he is one of my favorites. That's so funny, dude. So, yeah. but, yeah, so he's had his long battle with mental illness. Oh, yeah. But, like some of the stories sometimes that come out you just gotta like i mean i don't know if there's anything else but to laugh a little bit because like they had a video of him panhandling like last week and like everybody's like oh my god like he's not doing great and then they and tmz got him of course because (laughs) why wouldn't they you know, yeah. TMZ is just the fucking ones you got to depend on when you get Delonte West interviews. But they talk to him, and he's like, no, I'm doing fine. He's like, I actually interviewed for three NBA coaching positions. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just thinking about it. And I was like, dude, what if Delonte West became an NBA head coach. Dude, it would not shock me if the Kings hired him now that Ashkinson dropped out or the Hornets or something. Like, yeah, what, what if they're just like, you know what, Delane, you're our guy. But, like, it's just so funny, man. Like, like everybody's tried to help the dude. I mean, Mark Cuban basically, like, adopted him at one point. Oh, yeah. Like, was like, hey, man, like, I'm going to give you a place to stay and I'm going to give you, like, all this shit. I'll, and- give, you, I'll give you donuts. Yeah, yeah, dude. Like he like legitimately like put him up in like a nice ass hotel, like trying to get him like on the right path, and like it just didn't work out. And so like now, I mean, it's been so long too. I mean, since he was fucking riding on the motorcycle with like guns in the air, like shooting him off. Like, like the dude has just been through. Plus, he looked like 
and he looked like et on that bike he had like yeah. one of those like fucking grocery store bikes with like a big guitar case full of guns just yeah. like what the fuck is going it's just on like you know i mean there's so many people that try to help him it's like we were talking about with the caleb swanigan thing like you know we wish that more people would have tried to help caleb and like maybe some people did but it definitely wasn't as high profile as delante like there have been like multiple multiple people that have tried oh yeah to like bring him back from what he's dealing with and, and do, every time he does something sends him over the top but they even tried to get him like the summer league and the big three and stuff i'm like if you can't make it in the big three that's that's not good yeah and it's just like i just saw that interview and i was just like man like this dude <laughs> they're like they're like we saw you panhandling out there and he's like no that wasn't me <laughs> I've actually applied for three coaching jobs. Yeah, he's like, I'm doing fine. I applied oh, for three shit. coaching positions. So I was like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> cool. It's going to be that Vegas expansion team. Oh, dude. Tawani West will be their guy. That, I don't know why that just reminded me of the that homeless dude in Cleveland that the Cavs are going to oh, like, like hire to be their, like, the yeah. voice of Cleveland. Yeah, they're going to make him like, the Cavs like play by play dude, and then they just realize he's like a complete raging alcoholic. Really, like, well, this isn't gonna work. But yeah, I mean that's always that's kind of how it always goes, right? Like when like those like feel good stories come out, and then like they like do a deeper background dive on those people, and they're like, oh, he like killed puppies for ten years, and like <laughs> like drank their blood, and everybody's like, oh, okay, like yeah. hell, of a, hell of a voice though, hell of a voice. Yeah, dude, that was fucking sweet, though. When those videos came out, I was like, damn. Okay. Yeah. Well, shit, man. That is good stuff today. A couple of good laughs. Um, I know we're starting a big project coming up. We're going to be doing all the all-time greatest players from each franchise coming up, which is going to be a lot of fun. And I got some fun surprises for you and, and some of those as far as, like, nicknames and shit like that and fun facts. So it's going to be a good time, but – we're just getting our feet wet with this pod. We're just getting this started. I mean, we're going to jump into a lot of fun shit. Um, so it's going to be a lot of fun. But, Craig, you got anything you want to say before we we get out of here? Go Dubs, baby. Champions. Once Absol- again. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, hoping for a better year for Boston next year. And, you know, to everybody, if you could just give us a five-star, leave a review, that'd mean the world to us. And if, or if you could just share with a friend, get our name out there, that'd be dope. Uh, great 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 rating so far so we're grateful for all of it but we'll be back next week enjoy have a good weekend